Welcome everybody back to a Mavs Outsider podcast. It's been a long time. Uh, I am back from my vacation. I uh, real quick. I went out of town on Sunday morning. Uh, we went to Cancun. I uh, <clears throat> was supposed to come back on Thursday. Uh, the uh, flight, the airplane that was supposed to pick us up and take us back, was broken. So it did not make it. So I did not get to come back on Thursday. They bust us to a hotel. We stayed the night. They bust us back to the airport. And we made it back Friday afternoon. So it was a little late for me to make a podcast. I was going to watch the Mavs Portland game. And I did. So I wanted to put one together and kind of go over the last four games. Um, that the Mavs have played. It's, uh, they were 2-2, two and two, and so there's a lot to unpack here, and I don't want to make it like a super long podcast, but I would like to go over these uh, ball games. So we'll go ahead and get started with the first one, which was Saturday night, which I did get to see. It was uh, the Denver Nuggets game, and that was a very good Mavs game. Altogether, a very good team game. Um, Porzingis played great. He shot 71% from three, five for seven, which was incredible. Just an all-around fantastic game for Porzingis, although he only had six rebounds, which was kind of odd. And Dwight Powell, of all things, had 10 rebounds, which has to be a career high for him. But... You know, Luca, he you know, he only had twenty-one points. He only took sixteen shots. Luca did not take a lot of shots, uh, considering, you know, how many he usually does take, but he had twelve assists. Luca was dishing him out. And you know, I everybody contributed, you know, uh Josh Richardson, fantastic game, four for five on threes, scored twenty points, you know, Brunson had twelve, Dorian Finney Smith had eleven, Maxie had eight. Um the one thing I, I will say about this game is that I think the Mavericks are a better team than the Denver Nuggets. I do believe Denver Nuggets are uh, similar to the Mavs in that they are missing a piece. They are not a top five team, and I'll, I'll go over those you know five here in a few, but they're not a top five team in the West, and I, I do think Dallas is better than they are. So that is why, you know, I you know, they're a team that like Dallas, I if they do not make a move, they will be a one and done team. So overall when when you saw that game, it, it you know, one thing Denver just doesn't do well is play defense. You know, they they just don't have anybody to guard Porzingis or Luca. And they just kind of had their way with them. And you know, while you know Murray and uh, Jokic are the best players, uh, it was Barton that had a good game. You know, Jokic obviously had his near triple double, and Michael Porter Jr. is starting to come on, and he had a really good game. But I feel like Dallas, for even though they're not the the best defensive team, you know, they do have their struggles. They, to me, they're a better defensive team. That's the biggest difference between, to me, Dallas and Portland, or Dallas and Denver. 
Dallas defends a lot better. And so this Dallas is better than – I think Dallas is a better team than Denver. Now, Denver, obviously, if they do, they do have some moves they could make if they wanted. I don't know if they will or not, but if they don't, they won't go past the first round if they even do make it into the playoffs. So um, we will move on from that game. So the game after that was Monday night, and that was against the Clippers. Now, this game I actually did get to see. I, uh, you know, I had partied sat Sunday, and Sunday night, and I partied Monday, and so by Monday night I thought I'd take the night off, and so gone back to the hotel room and I watched this game. Now, this game basically showed the Mavs the reason the Mavs aren't a top five team. Um, you know, Luca had a good game; he had a triple double, twenty five, ten, and ten. Or, sorry, 25, 16, and 10. Uh, 16 assists a lot. Porzingis had an okay game. You know, he had 22 points. He was 3 for 7 from 3. And Tim Hardaway Jr. actually had a good game. But outside of that, the Mavs really didn't get a lot from anyone else. I mean, it was, you know, like Finney Smith had 8. Brunson had 8. Kali Stein had six. Richardson had six. I mean, it was just... It just goes to show that this team... It it just can't compete with a top-five team in the West. And I do think the Clippers are a top-five team in the West. Now, the Clippers obviously have faults. Just like I believe every team does. I don't think there's a... Now, Brooklyn's a different story. That's We won't go into that. But... Um, in the Western Conference, I don't think there's an overpowering just one team that is better. Like those Golden State years, you know, where they, with Durant and stuff, there, there, there isn't that team. You know, you may say the Lakers are better, or the Clippers, or the Sun, the Jazz, even the Jazz, you know. You could say they're better, but I, I just don't think in a seven-game series I could say, oh, yeah, you know, that team's going to win. And so... The Clippers, to me, are a top-five team in the West. And that game, Monday night, shows why I feel like Dallas isn't. Now, obviously, if Dallas were to play the Clippers in a seven-game series, which they did last year, and their team is very similar, it's not that much different this year. Um, if they were to meet them in a seven-game series, I do believe it would end the same, a 4-2 series. You know, Dallas will win a couple, and... Obviously, that kind of segues into the Thursday night game, which I didn't get to see. I did go out and, or not Thursday night, I sorry, Wednesday night against the uh, Clippers. I did not get to see that game. Um, it was one of those games where everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of guys contributed. So... You know, Luca obviously had a killer game with 42, you know, nine assists, six rebounds. It's fine. You know, Porzingis, he struggled. Um, he only had 11 points and 13 rebounds, which, you know, 13 rebounds is really good. He had three offensive. 
Tim Hardaway had 15. You know, Maxi had 12. Richardson had 14. You know, Brunson, 5. And, but, you know, it was... If, if you're going to... If the Mavs are going to beat a team that is a top-five team in the West, Luka's going to have to have one of those games because the, the sporting cast isn't up to par. And... You know, seeing the Mavericks win that game, you know, because I, I was worried about the stretch, you know, and, and it's not over. You know, they have one more game because I was worried about the five-game stretch. You know, they had the one against Denver. They won. They had the two against the Clippers. They went one and one. I, I don't think you could ask for anything more than one and one. I, I think that was uh, that's a win in my book. So, um, and we'll get on to the next two here in a minute. But, uh, you know, the... The Mavericks, they just, it, it was like last year, you know, when they won that, what was it, game four, you know, Porzingis didn't play. And, you know, Luka obviously had one of those all-time great games. And he had to have that for them to even have a chance. And, you know, he hit the game-winning shot, of course. But he also had to have a lot of scoring from the supporting cast because, you know, the Clippers do, you know, for all their faults, they have a really good team. And Dallas just, they, they can put it together for one or two games, but the guys on their team, they're not the kind of guys that are going to give that to you, you know, seven times out of ten. You know, they're going to give it to you three times out of ten. And so watching that Clippers, the two Clippers games, you know, it was kind of a tell of two Mavs. You know, you're you're either going to get the loss and no contributions from the role players or you're going to get a win and you get a bunch of contributions from the role players. And that's just what it boils down to. You know, how good is your bench? Or not necessarily bench, but how good are your role players? And that's where I think Dallas is, has its faults. And, you know, when Dallas plays a bad team, um, you don't see it as much, you know, because when Dallas plays a bad team, they do have, you know, good role players. But when they play the good teams, you see that their role players just aren't good enough. And if I were going to rank the Mavs, you know, they they would be 6 through 10. Um, and I, I think that's, that's about where they are at this point. I, I don't know. Maybe they're number six. I, I don't know. I'd have to look, and maybe I will here in a minute. But it's just, you know, the the Monday night game was so frustrating to watch because it's it's just you watch a team that's just not good enough. And you, you see the game on Wednesday, and you're like, you know, that's fantastic. They won. You know, they got good contributions from the role players, but those guys just, they don't have it every every night. That's just not what they're going to do. And that kind of segues us to the game last night, which I was home to see um, against the Portland Trailblazers. And, you know, they scored 119 points, which was great. But, you know, Luca had 38 and Hardaway had 25. You know, Maxi at the beginning couldn't miss. He had 16. But Porzingis again, he just he didn't 
he didn't show up. He only had 11. Then Richardson, he only had four. Um, Trey Burke was actually a bright spot. He had 10 points. But in a game against Portland, who I do believe is a top five team, they they just, you know, Portland has the defender to that can guard Porzingis. I, I think Covington is a guy that the Mavs obviously passed on because they were saving for Giannis. The Mavs passed on a few guys who, you know, back a couple of years ago, I when the whole big free agency year was had come, you know, I, I wanted I wanted guys like Covington and Bogdanovich and the Mavs punted and when fans complained, the Mavs media were like, Well, we weren't gonna get Kawhi, we weren't gonna get LeBron, what did y'all want? And I'm like, I wanted Bogdanovich and Covington. I wanted to upgrade the role players, you know? And we didn't do that. And so now, you know, Covington is this really good defender who could guard pretty much five positions, depending on who the five is, you know. Obviously, I'm not going to sit there and put Covington out against Joel Embiid. But, you know, even Porzingis being 7-2, Covington is probably the best defender on Porzingis. Porzingis just does not have an answer for a guy like Robert Covington. And he guards Luka very well also. And, you know, Luka had 38, and he had nine assists and nine rebounds, but Portland is a better team. That's just how it is. And now, Sunday night, you know, the Mavs could come out and win, which, you know, it'd be great if they did, because then, you know, what I wanted when the, the five-game trip started and we're not when a road trip, but the five games started with you know with the Denver, the two Clippers, and two Portlands. I, I thought a three and two record would be a win. And right now they're two and two. Um, out of those five games, you know the fifth one's being tomorrow night, and I just you know with the Mavs are capable of winning. Obviously, if some of their guys can show up, and uh, you know I watching that game I. I, I thought a couple of things. For one, I just Dwight Powell and I know I know this makes Mavs media so angry when you not necessarily like rag on and I'm not gonna rag on Dwight Powell, but I'm sorry, Dwight Powell probably isn't an NBA player. I'm sorry, he, he just isn't. He gave the Mavs absolutely nothing last night. And that's what he gives you most nights. And, you know, when I watch these games, you know, I think, you know, I know Rick Carlisle probably believes that a guy like Tyler Bay isn't ready for the NBA. I, I can, I get it. You know, he was a second round pick. I, I could see how Carlisle could argue that he's just not ready for the NBA. But I'm sorry, I just don't think Tyler Bay would be worse than Dwight Powell. I believe Tyler Bay would give you something better than Dwight Powell. Tyler Bay, in college, and I get this, this is only college, was known for his defense. And, you know, guys who are good defenders in college, something like that does translate to the NBA. They can be really good defenders in the NBA. He's a good rebounder. And, you know, he he's built kind of like a Sean Marion. And I, I just don't, and, and I'm, I know there's a lot of guys who want to see the young guys get some run, and I, I would too, but 
I I would have loved to seen Josh Green over Awandu. Now Awandu actually had one of his better games. Um, he didn't make any bad decisions. You know, he took two shots and he made both of them. There was once one time where he passed up a three pointer and passed it along because he was open. And they passed it to him in the corner, and I think he knew he wasn't going to make it. And he ended up passing along to, I don't remember if it was Tim Hardaway or something, and Tim Hardaway drained it. And that's great. I mean, he, he actually did contribute. You know, he's a good defender. I'm not going to take that away from him. But, you know, if you wanted to give Josh Green that those minutes, I wouldn't complain. I don't think it would all of a sudden mean that um, – you can't win because you're playing Josh Green instead of Awandu. That that idea to me doesn't make sense. I, I don't think when you're talking about your, you know, tenth and eleventh player off the bench, I, I don't think those guys are going to be the ones that ultimately affect the game. But I do believe when you've got a guy like Dwight Powell, who I just I just don't think he's an NBA player. I know. How great a person he is! I, they they continue to preach that. I, I know he does a lot of work in the community. I get that. That is fantastic. But at the end of the day, I want him to win. I want him to be a contributor to wins on a bas on my basketball team. You know, the Mavericks. I want him to be a contributor to a winning game. But he's just he's just not that. He really isn't, and it's. I I don't know how playing Tyler Bay instead would hurt you. I, it can only help you. And it's very frustrating to watch Dwight Powell try and guard um anybody in the in the league, you know. Enos Cantor obviously is and that's another problem Dallas has. Um and it, it went back to the Clippers game, that Zubox. Zubox if Dallas played the Clippers, 82 games, Zubox would be the MVP of the league. If that was the league, Dallas Clippers, 82 games, Zubox would be the MVP of the league. There's no doubt in my mind. Dallas doesn't, they cannot handle. As a matter of fact, I would, I, I don't know, I don't even know how to, how they would deal with him at this point, other than trading Porzingis. And Enos Cantor, was the same is the same way that Dallas has no answer for Enos Cantor, none. And you would think, you know, the whole thing that people would say can't play Cantor. Well, that's only if you're playing against a team with a competent front line. And Dallas just doesn't have that. You know, Porzingis isn't a front line player, even though he is your starting five, and neither is Maxi. And so you can play. Enos Cantor on either Porzingis or Maxi, and he's not going to hurt you defensively. Now, Maxi did have a fantastic game last night. He missed three at the end that all three of them just looked like they went in and out, and I, I hated it because he was shooting so good, and those last three threes he took, everyone just went in and popped out. And ultimately that was probably the difference you know they they only lost by six um and you know Richardson 
just gave him nothing. I mean, he did try hard. He worked hard on defense. But Dallas just that's Dallas this is another game while Dallas is a six through ten team. And you know, watching Portland, you know, if Portland would call up San Antonio and offer something like a Zach Collins and a Anthony Simons for Aldridge, I, I just don't see how Portland couldn't win at all, or at least make it to the finals. I, I think adding Aldridge to that Portland team, especially now, sorry, especially you'd have to have Nurkic healthy, obviously, because I think Nurkic is big, is a big deal for what they want to do. You know, he, he's a con, he's a great contributor to that team. So, but I I think a healthy Portland team putting um, Aldridge on there. And, you know, alongside Nurkic and Cantor, with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum and uh, Robert Covington with Carmelo, I I think that's as good a team as any in the West. I, I don't see why they couldn't. And it's just that one move they could make, and it's one guy who is available. And I, you know, I know I'm talking too much about Portland, but... You know, tomorrow night the Mavs are going to play Portland again, and they're just going to need con- contributions from Richardson, and they're going to have to have Porzingis show up. And you know, I'm not one of these. I'm not in the crowd of the trade Porzingis, but if there was a scenario where, and this would have to be an ultimately blockbuster trade where you put together something along the lines of Porzingis, James Johnson, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Josh Green, and you send it to Orlando for Vucevic, Gordon, and Fournier, I would do it. You know, I think you improve your team. You know, you're taking the best part of Orlando's team, which made the playoffs the last two years, and you add it to a team that needs... Depth, and you know, I think the Hardaway Fournier swap is a a wash. I think they're both ultimately the same player. Fournier's probably more consistent score, but they're both defensive liabilities. I think Aaron Gordon would be a huge upgrade from James Johnson. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And as far as Vucevic and Porzingis, Vooch is a really good rebound. He can guard guys down low. Obviously, he's not the greatest defender in the world, but he doesn't let guys just back him down. Like, Porzingis just... Sometimes, I feel like he just needs to man up, and he just doesn't. And he just gets taken advantage of. And that's, you know, sometimes I'm just... I want to trade him, you know. Other times, I don't. Ultimately, you know, I don't, but... If they put a blockbuster together that includes Vooch and Aaron Gordon, I'm in, you know? And it's frustrating to see these games where Dallas just gets beat down low. And I I don't know what they're going to do. That's why, you know, Dallas isn't a good matchup against the Clippers. I think they're a terrible matchup against the Clippers. Yes, they could win two out of seven. That's whatever. But along Portland's the same way. 
and Dallas just has no answer for those guys, teams with big guys down low. And I think that was, you know, one of the faults of the Lakers. Now the Lakers did get Montrezl Harrell, and Dallas does not know how to play Montrezl Harrell. That's another guy that just beats them up down low. They have nothing. And I think Vooch would be better at that than Porzingis. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think Dallas trades Porzingis. Now, it would be nice to see them still make the trade and at least get Gordon back um, and upgrade in that area. But I just don't know. I, I Unless Dallas upgrades some sort of frontline position, they're just going to continue to get beat up. And, or, you know, Porzingis this offseason, if he can make it to the offseason healthy, no injuries, and he can spend the offseason building up his lower body and his upper body strength, and he comes in next year healthy, maybe that's something. But this team has constructed, they are a 6-10 through 10 team. Now, when you look through the standings, um, the Western Conference... To me, the the only, like, when I look at the top five teams right now, it's Utah, Lakers, Phoenix, Clippers, Denver. I do think Portland is fifth. I do believe they're the fifth best team. Now, they're, they're them and Denver have the exact same record. I'm not sure what, maybe they hold some sort of tiebreaker, and that's why they have Denver ahead of Portland. But I do believe Portland's a better team than Denver. And I believe Dallas falls in the realm of Denver, San Antonio, Golden State, Memphis. And that's where Dallas is. Um, I don't, you know, they're probably better than, I think they're better than Denver, obviously. And I think they're better than San Antonio. And I think they're better than Memphis. But Golden State, on the other hand, if Dallas gets stuck in a play-in game against Golden State... I don't have confidence in Dallas that they're just going to win. I just don't. Um, the only thing I can hope for is they sneak up to the sixth position um, with their weaker schedule coming up. You know, obviously they play Portland. But, you know, the the 10th team, which is Memphis, and Sacramento, which is 11th, are really starting to separate each other. And that's look that looks like what it's going to be, 1 through 10. So, Dallas right now, they're in the eighth spot. And they're still not too far from, believe it or not, the fourth spot. But I just, if they do not make a move, they they will not ever get that high, you know. They'll just, you know, the only thing that they can look forward to is they do have an easier schedule this second half of the season. So, that's the one thing they can look forward to, Um so, especially, uh, I believe May, May is going to be the month that really decides, I think, where Dallas ends up because they play a lot of sub-500 teams in May. So, if we can just, if Dallas could make a move, I, I do believe they could compete, but if they do not make a move, I, I just don't think, you know, and I do the same, believe the same way Denver you know, they're 
in the same boat as Dallas. I think San Antonio is just going to ride the wave. I think San Antonio stands pat, and I wouldn't doubt it if Golden State stood pat. So, I just, it's, I guess all I can hope for as a Mavs fan, you know, back in the 2000s, it seemed like Dallas made a move every trade deadline. And then once the 2010s came, they didn't make a move every trade deadline. And so it's it's kind of a Jekyll Hyde thing, you know. All those moves, you know, people used to get frustrated with all the moves at the trade deadline because the team could never get consistency. You know, when they won the 2011 championship, the only move they made in the offseason was they traded Dan Peer for Tyson Chandler. You know, they had already traded. You know, Kidd was already on the team. And the prior season, they had traded for Karam Butler, Deshaun Stevenson, and Brendan Haywood. You know, they did that at the trade deadline the season prior to the title year. And so they went into the offseason, and they really only made one move. They traded for Tyson Chandler. And, of course, Tyson Chandler fit right in for, what you know, what the Mavs wanted to do. And then, you know, they made the signing of, you know, Peja. He was a buyout, and Peja was a huge contributor but, you know, ever since then, Dallas at the trade line, that deadline just refuses to make a deal. And they just always seeming like they're saving money for something. And they continue to say they're saving money for players, but these, these players, they don't exist. On, or they've never existed on this team. We even, we even passed on Giannis so we could save $200,000 to sign someone. So that's where this team's been the last 10 years. So... It would be nice to see them make a move. But uh, anyhow, I uh, wanted to kind of sum it up right there. I uh, didn't want to make it too long. I know some people don't like really long podcasts. Maybe you do. But uh, hopefully the Mavs can get a win tomorrow night against Portland. Uh, hopefully some, uh, you know, Porzingis make an adjustment to his game. You know, maybe Dorian Finney-Smith will play. Although I don't think Finney Smith being there would make too much of a difference, but you never know. You know, he he's a better defender than Hardaway, so that's one thing. But Hardaway's the better shooter. But anyhow, uh, I'll probably make my next make my uh, next podcast on Monday after the Portland game, and uh, until then. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the Mavs Outsider. And if you would or could rate and review the podcast, um, that would be great. Um, other than that, we'll see you next time. Later.